0: Let us pray. O Lord, Heavenly Father, the way you provide your blessings is incomprehensible to us. We thank you that you nevertheless provide us with more than we could ever ask despite all our unworthiness. We confess that we display our sin all too frequently with pride and that we lie, deceive, and slander in order to achieve what we want. Forgive us these sins. Clothe us in Christ's righteousness and continue to bestow his gifts of life and salvation upon us. In his name we pray. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for our meditation this morning is from the book of Genesis, the 27th chapter, beginning with the first verse. Please rise. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could hardly see, he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, he said to him, I am here. Isaac said, Look, I am very old, and I do not know when I am going to die. So please take your gear, your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the open country and get some wild game for me. Make me tasty food, the kind I love, and bring it to me so that I may eat and I may bless you with all my soul before I die. Rebekah had been listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son. After Esau went to the open country to hunt for game and to bring it back, Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, and said, Listen, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, and tell him, Bring me some wild game and make tasty food for me that I may eat and give you a blessing from the Lord before my death. Therefore, my son, obey my voice and do what I am commanding you. Go now to the flock and get me two of the best young goats. I will make them into tasty food for your father, the kind he loves. You will bring it to your father so that he can eat it and bless you before his death. Jacob said to his mother, Rebecca, but Esau, my brother, is a hairy man and my skin is smooth. What if my father touches me? I will be exposed to him as a deceiver and I will bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. His mother said to him, let your curse be on me, my son. Just obey my voice and go get them for me. He went and got them and brought them to his mother. His mother made tasty food, the kind his father loved. Rebekah took the good clothing of Esau, her older son, which was with her in the house, and put it on Jacob, her younger son. She put the skins of the young goats on his hands and forearms and on the smooth part of his neck. She put the tasty food and the bread that she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. He came to his father and said, My father, he said, I am here. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done what you asked me to do. Please get up and sit here and eat some of my wild game so that you may bless me with all your soul. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us in the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. The actions of these biblical figures are presented in a straightforward way. Isaac wished to give Esau his blessing. He also wished for some of Esau's food. Esau wished to obey his father and to receive the blessing. Rebekah wished for Isaac to bless Jacob instead. Jacob wished to obey his mother and receive the blessing. We can't very well delve into their hidden motives, but we can see that there is not a single one of this quartet who behaves in line perfectly with God's will. The deceptions of Rebekah and Jacob are obvious, but go back earlier in the book and you'll see where God told Rebekah, two nations are in your womb, two peoples will be separated from your body, the one people will be stronger than the other people, The elder will serve the younger. This prophecy showed that Jacob would rule over Esau. It was therefore inappropriate for Isaac to try to circumvent that by giving his blessing to Esau. And Esau showed his greed in trying to receive the blessing, even though he had caused his family so much distress already. As we also read earlier about how he took two wives And they were a source of bitterness for Isaac and Rebekah. To put it briefly, this is one messed up family. But it's the one that God chose to bring the Messiah, the Savior, into the world. There are fewer depictions of God's grace so clear. God promised through Isaac's line, through Jacob's line, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. The seed of the woman promised to Eve would come from their family. Despite all their best efforts, his promises would be kept. We may also see a picture here in how Jacob receives the blessing that was customarily given to the elder brother. He receives the blessing of the firstborn. And just so our father gives us the blessing of his firstborn Son. You have promises given to you in Scripture that God hears you when you ask. Jesus told his disciples, I tell you, keep asking and it will be given to you. Keep seeking and you will find. Keep knocking and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Now there's a problem, however, when this is interpreted to turn God into some kind of genie who gives us our wishes if we have the magical right amount of faith. That's a common perception in many brands of American Christianity. And we can't overemphasize the danger that it sounds nice. Just have enough faith and God will give you what you ask. But that's deceptive. In such a dynamic, God is not allowed to be God, but you are making yourself God. God is just... A powerful figure at your whim. In Christopher Marlowe's play, Dr. Faustus, the title character decides to become a magician. And so he summons a demon to do his bidding, and he has a great deal of fun time having that demon at his command, doing all sorts of magical, wonderful things to give himself wealth and power and prestige. Some would view God in the same way, just as a supernatural being who does our bidding. But this is a false interpretation of this passage. Look how Jesus goes on. What father among you, if your son asks for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, would give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, would give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Remember that God is your father. And he knows what's best for you. In fact, he knows all. That's why we call him omniscient, all-knowing. Keep in mind how parents do not always answer yes to the requests of their children. And why? Because it might not be good for them. All the examples that Jesus gave in which a child asks for food, could be applied. Why would a parent say no when a child asks for food? Perhaps a greater meal is coming. Why would God say no when we ask him for any given blessing? We we can't delve into his hidden wisdom, but we know that it is because he is our father and he knows what we need. Jacob's blessing in our text was stolen based on a lie. Nevertheless, God honored the blessing. Not only for Jacob's benefit, but in Jacob's seed all the families of the earth would be blessed. Again, I dare not judge motives too far, but Rebekah and Jacob deceived Isaac, which is sinful action. Selfish gain is always part of sin. Despite whatever their father, priest, and king wanted, and Isaac was all of those roles, they wanted their own way. But God used this sin to bring about the line of Jacob's descendants that culminated in Jesus Christ, the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the seed of the woman who crushed the serpent's head, in whom all families of the earth are blessed. Jacob wanted this blessing from his father, Despite his deception, God gave him even more than he asked. He gave him that blessing, it's true. But then he also gave him a great deal of distress and suffering. When Esau learned of the trick, Moses writes, Esau hated Jacob and said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. Jacob fled, met Laban, Married Leah and Rachel, his two wives. He wrestled with God. And all of this pain and this suffering that he underwent led to the increased blessing for him and for all the world. And in this, we may see a picture of how God works to accomplish your salvation, too. It was through pain, through suffering, it was through a cross that you and all the world are blessed. When he sent his son, a pure human being who grew and developed like all human beings, to live and to die so that you would have his life. And therefore now when you bear a cross and when you suffer, when you face pain for Jesus' sake, you can be reminded of the suffering of Christ and be reminded of the fact that God will not abandon you Because he has already abandoned his only son and then raised him from the dead. You also may be clothed in Christ and receive his holiness. The blessing that Jacob received was meant for his moments older brother. And he received it by what Rebecca did. She took the good clothing of Esau, her older son, which was with her in the house, and put it on Jacob, her younger son. She put the skins of the young goats on his hands and forearms and on the smooth part of his neck. Jacob put on the clothes of his brother and the skins of young goats sacrificed for his father, and therefore he received the blessing. You receive the blessing of Christ in a similar way. St. Paul wrote, Indeed, as many of you as were baptized into Christ have been clothed, with Christ. The way Jacob received the blessing from Isaac is a picture of how we receive the blessing from our Heavenly Father. But there's a difference. We needed to commit no deception to receive it, and even if we did, God would see past it. He wasn't going blind like Isaac. But Christ made the exchange for us. We were not only the unloved son, where Jesus is God's son whom he loved, but we were the goats destined for slaughter. But Christ Jesus took on our flesh, lived as the unblemished lamb of God, perfect in every way. In his flesh, then, he took on our sin, our death, our weakness, and he suffered the death of the cross and the hell of God's abandonment in our place. He went to the slaughter in our place, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And he gives you his perfection. It seems like such a simple and and mundane way that God comes to you. So inappropriate and low for such an exalted God. But in baptism simple water touching your skin. You are put in the death of Christ so that God's wrath against sin, against your sin, is appeased. And he sees you as his perfect child. As Isaac smelled Esau's clothing on Jacob, the sacrifice of Christ covering you causes you to be the fragrance of Christ for God. The gospel word, simple words spoken from human mouths and written on paper in a humble book, that brings Jesus' forgiveness to you. As the mouth of Isaac spoke a blessing over Jacob, may God give you the dew from the sky, the richness of the earth, and plenty of grain and new wine, so the mouths of your pastors and even every one of your fellow Christians gives you forgiveness. For whenever you forgive people's sins, they are forgiven. That delicious sacrifice of a young goat gave Isaac pleasure. The sacrifice of Christ, the Lamb of God, gives God pleasure. But now you too are permitted to eat that blessed heavenly food. The bread and the wine and the sacrament of the altar are Jesus' body and blood given for you for the forgiveness of all your sins. And as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The blessing of Christ's death for you is renewed at each Holy Supper. This biblical family in our text is, as I said, one messed up family. But what family in this sinful world isn't? Even church families, congregations just like our Saviors, are filled with sinners. People who deceive one another, fight and argue and dispute and seek selfish gain, but in and through such sinful people, every single one of you, every single person in this building right now, through such people, through the mouths and hands of your pastor and your fellow Christians, God continues to give the blessings of his Son. Through your fellow Christians, even the ones that you might not get along with all that well, God gives you those very same blessings. Now this doesn't excuse sinful actions that Jacob, Rebecca, or any one of us does, but it does forgive them continue to rejoice in the forgiveness that you have and the forgiveness that you are empowered to give to one another, all on account of the perfect sacrifice of the perfect Son of God for you. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.